Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today we are talking all about productivity. And I could not have this conversation without inviting the amazing Marielle Marie to the show, who is a coach and she specifically supports entrepreneurs. And she's so passionate about being soulfully productive. She's going to share her story with us and give you some tips on how you as an entrepreneur can make the most of your day. Marielle, welcome to the show. Hi, Safiya. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you. So can you tell us how did you personally get started with your work? Um, yeah, thank you. That's a, a great question to, to start with. So I I studied philosophy at university, and when I was in my last year of philosophy, I was approached by a friend of a friend who was looking for someone to, at the time, because we're talking about a really different time, um, you know, going on more than 20 years now. So um, I was asked by this friend if I could take on the role of project manager for a company that wanted to do the transition between what was at the time print media into the digital world. So that's really how my story started. So as somebody who always, from a very young age, had this tendency to very naively, I have to add, say yes to opportunities, I went for it. And so I started uh, project managing the first web sort of projects that were around at the time. And from there, I then built first a freelance business. Then I built an actual web company. Then I had that for 10 years. I did a successful exit from there. And that's more or less when I transitioned into the coaching business that I have today, which is going to be close to seven years ago now. Wow, amazing. And so can you tell us exactly as a coach today, how do you spend your day? What does a productive day look like for you? That's a beautiful question. So um, I think I think the biggest thing for me is that I spend my days in freedom. And I think it's really important to underline that um, when we talk about productivity, because very often when we think productivity, we think hustle, we think, you know, being busy, we think doing all of the things, we think to be doing, doing, doing. And of course, you know, we need to do stuff. That's, that's a given. But more than that, we need to be very aware of the things that we're supposed to do that are going to be good for our business and for ourselves. And then all of the stuff that we actually don't have to do. So a productive day for me is a day where I don't have to rush, where I know in advance what I'm going to do, where there is room for flexibility. Maybe something comes up or maybe, you know, I have a creative idea and then I have a little bit of time set aside that I can do something with that. It's also a day that I'm 
working on specific things that are helping me move forward with my dreams and goals. But it's a day that I can end at a certain moment as well. And that hasn't overwhelmed me and left me feeling as if I've done something good and I'm done for the day. Amazing. Amazing. I can imagine now that, you know, you have such um, a freedom filled business as a coach that when you first got started, it wasn't always this easy. It didn't always feel so, um, so effortless. And so what hurdles did you specifically overcome when you were going through the building process of building your coaching business? That is, first, I want to say, Safiya, that is so true, because I can talk about soulful productivity now as this beautiful thing, as if it's what I've always done. But I basically went in search of it because I wasn't doing things that way at all. I was very overwhelmed. I was often exhausted. There was no difference between my days and my evenings and my free time and my work time. So I wanted to do all of the things and, and, you know, structure wasn't right. So so there are many hurdles, but to answer your question, I think the biggest one that I had to overcome was to understand that success wasn't measured on a daily basis by the amount of things that I had done. You know, because it's so easy to get caught up in this relentless pursuit of our to-do list, like just being able to tick things off and, and it's as if we're doing good. But that's actually being busy. It's not being productive. And so I had to figure out a way to not get gratification anymore for having a very long to-do list and having a lot of things that I would tick off that list. Because that list wasn't a representation of what was actually helping me move my business forward. It was a representation of all the ideas that I had and all of the the stuff that I'd read about and seen other people do that I thought I should be doing too. So the biggest hurdle probably was to um, become very clear about the things that were going to help my business forward and all of the other things that I didn't have to do, and then have the courage, because that's really what it's about, have a lot of courage to let go of all those other things and decide I'm never going to do them. I love that. I love that. So, you know, so far, now that you have been in this work, what do you have to celebrate? What's been your greatest win? There's been a few I think my greatest win is that I can actually make a difference in my clients' lives. Mm-hmm. I get such a high, and, and I don't know, maybe this is something you, you have to or you experience as well. I get such a high when I see a client understanding, um, because a lot of my work, productivity work, in my opinion, is a little bit like mindset work. So a lot of my, my work is also around mindset and overcoming blocks and fears because a lot of the times we do things based on what we think we have to do and not really um, based on, on what we actually should be doing. Seeing a client get it, seeing how once they overcome a block, they get unstuck in, in something that wasn't working for them and see how everything becomes so much easier for them and how freer they are. I would say that's my biggest success. I think that that would always be my biggest. And then on a personal level, 
I think being being able to make this this coaching business my my full time business while I'm also receiving and having the ability to have so much free time to express myself in other ways, other other creative ways. I think that's that's a big success for me. Well, we've been talking a lot about freedom in this episode, and I know that for the women out there who are working their full-time jobs and trying to balance building a business at the same time, they feel so far away from Mm -hmm. being free or even having um, any kind of space in their day to really enjoy life. And I get asked the question all the time, you know, how do I balance my career and my job responsibilities and the thing that's paying the bills right now with this business that I want to create that is going to provide me more time and more freedom? And if not, at least give me the opportunity to do what I love. So what hacks and tips do you have for women entrepreneurs who are busy and overwhelmed? Maybe they have a family, maybe they're in a busy job, maybe they're trying to balance two jobs. How can women entrepreneurs make the most of their day? I think the first thing is they need to be really clear about the stuff they have to do. And that means, because I, you know, I can imagine if you have a full-time job, if you have a family on top of that, and you want to start a side business, or you have a project creative or whatever that you want to build on the side, it's hard. You come home at night or, you know, whenever you're free, and then the second shift starts. And maybe sometimes the third one, you know, after the kids and everything. So um, if you are then confronted to a massive list of things to do, if you are then confronted to too many options because you haven't been clear about the one or two or three things that you actually have to do um, and, and, and haven't like weeded out everything else, it's going to be so easy for you to get overwhelmed. So one, a first tip would be try to become really clear about the stuff you actually have to do because the reality is it's probably only 20 or 30% of what you think you should be doing. So that then eliminates a lot of the overwhelm. And then the second thing um, that I think is, is really valuable and, and sort of a secret, right, is use the compound effect to your advantage. Now, the compound effect is this concept which comes from mostly the financial world, I'd say, where if you invest um, a small amount of money every day or week or month, over time, that amount of money is going to become a massive amount of money, right? So I've, I've made it super simple, but that's the idea. Now, the compound effect works for building a business too. It's so much better, I find, to spend 15 minutes, 30 minutes every day on really crystal clear actions that are going to help your business rather than forcing yourself to spend hours on all of these different tasks that you think you might have to do for your business. But then because you have done, I don't know, exhausted yourself working a complete weekend at it, then maybe two, three weeks go by and you do nothing. Mm. I much rather have, um, you would work on it every day, even if it's only for a little while. And so Um, If it's okay, Safiya, I'd love to give an example here of what that compound effect can look like in practice. So I've always wanted to write a book. And I know a lot of of people have these sort of 
like really mountain-like projects. Because for me, it was like, whoa, that must be a massive amount of work, which it is. Let's be, let's be fair. It's a lot of work. Um, but in August of last year, I decided I was going to start. And I told myself, just practice what you preach. Spend 30 minutes every day in the morning writing. That's the only thing you have to do. So by January of this year, the beginning of January, so uh, the, the turn of 20 to 21, I had a complete book, 120,000 words in a draft. And then I told, told myself, so that was, an, that was an accomplishment, but it, it hadn't been hard because the only thing I told myself to do was sit at your desk in the morning and just write for 30 minutes. It doesn't matter if what you write is beautiful prose or if it really isn't exactly what you want or if you wouldn't have anyone you know ever read this draft that's not the point just write so mm -hmm. I've done that and so since January now I've started the editing process and I'm doing exactly the same thing so I'm doing 30 minutes every day and I'm at the end of chapter two in the editing process. So now this draft of 120,000 words is actually becoming a real book. Wow. And, and, so, and, and that's what I want to give people, that it doesn't need to be a lot because it compounds if you do it every day. Mm. But you have to do it every day. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I think that the compound effect, it works in so many different areas. And I'm even thinking of, you know, specifically for these women who are working in their businesses, that's a great way of also looking at getting clients, you know, doing a little mm -hmm. bit every day to help you move towards landing or signing your first client and then getting your next if you're in the coaching space or in a service-based industry. How much time do you recommend for entrepreneurs to spend on their business every day if they are working a full-time job? Well, um, I think what you just said, Safiya, is so true. And I think it's fundamental. So I, I think you've touched on something that's so incredibly important. You don't have a business if you don't have customers. I think we can agree on that. Mm -hmm. So if you have little time and you want to spend, you know, whatever time you have, maybe 30 minutes, an hour a day, um, on your business or even every other day, depending on what feels good for you, because rest is also productive, right? Watching Netflix is also necessary to be able to be your best self when you're actually working on your business. So it's, it's really a balancing act. But let's mm -hmm. say you say you're going to spend 30 minutes a day on your business. Don't spend it on things that aren't essential, if 30 minutes is the only thing you have a day, spend it, as you were saying, on finding customers. Mm. Spend it on being visible. Spend it on making partnerships with other potential people in your network that can help you to, to, to find clients and sell your services. Um, because all of the other things, they can come later. Of course, it's, it's interesting to have a website. It's interesting to be on Instagram. All of those things are interesting and they have their purpose. But if you're limited on time because you have a full-time job, what you want, I think, and that's my um, humble opinion, so I'm not saying, you know, I, I have all of the wisdom here. But based on my own experience, what I always tried to do was, first, I want to see if I can sell this. Like, before I do all of these other things and before I really exhaust myself, 
building all of these other things? Is there actually a business here? And mm. I think you can accomplish that in 30 minutes a day. Wow. Well, what, what's, what I think you touched on that is so important is that the question isn't necessarily how much time, but the question is, what are you spending that time on and prioritizing the right tasks so that you create the right movement and the right momentum that will help you accomplish things faster? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the secret, but that's the secret, right? But but it's so difficult. I understand how complicated it is because it's probably been one of my biggest blocks as well, like trying to do all of the things and being, um, you know, like pushed in one direction when I was actually going in another one. Oh, by the way, if, if I may, that's also something that I think is one of these tips or even like rules of, of entrepreneurship almost is stick to what you decide. Like I see so many promising, talented um, women entrepreneurs starting things. They, they work very hard to create a course, for instance. Um, and then they put their course out there. And immediately when they do that, whether they have a little bit of success, a lot of success, no success with the course, they start working on the next one. But the thing is, when the course is out there, that's the beginning of the work. It's not the mm -hmm. end of the line. It's the beginning of it. That's when you have to tweak it, fine tune it, you know, market it, talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's really about discerning, like, is this the best way for me to spend this valuable time that I have because it's so limited? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we can pivot a little bit and talk about the way that you start your day, or if you have any advice for folks who start their day, because I find that there could be a little bit of a correlation between how productive you feel and how you kick your day off. I, you know, and I haven't done the, the research on this, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. <laughs> well, I definitely think it's true. So the way that I spend my days is that I reserve the first hours of the day. So first I have a morning routine, so I will journal I will eat um, a very light breakfast so that I stay clear, you know, in my, in my head. And then after I've journaled, well, now I write and then I move from that into the, the most important and critical activities of my day. So um, there is this, I think it's a quote or at least it's something that I've heard a lot and probably also a lot of productivity gurus talk about it, like do do the most annoying tasks first in your day, right? Mm, like do the, the stuff you don't yes. want to do, right? Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think <laughs> actually when you're, <laughs> when you're, um, when, you, when you're just woken up and you've just, in my case, journaled and your mind is so calm and peaceful, do the stuff that matters most. Mm. Like do the stuff that's going to move your business forward and, um, even if that means that, you know, you have this thing that you don't want to do and you know you're going to have it to do it today, but do it with a little bit less energy if it's not essential to your, the success of your business. First, mm. focus on that one task that moves the needle for you. Mm. And I think if you do that, then that means that by noon, you actually won at your day, right? Yeah. And so everything that comes after First, you're going to have these good hormones that tell you you're doing a good job. So you're going to want to work a little bit more. 
Um, not every day, unfortunately, we're only human, but, you know, sometimes. And then even if what you do after isn't really moving the needle or if you get down a rabbit hole or if you stall a little bit, it's fine because you already did that. So you already move, you know, your business forward for the day. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, you know, there are going to be people who are like, listen, Marielle, I have five children and I have to get them up for school. And, you know, my husband needs me to make him breakfast so that he's fueled for the day. Mm-hmm. How can I find time for a morning routine? That's the question mm-hmm. that's coming. What would be your response to that? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> thanks for the question, Sophia. It's a, it's a very true one. You know that I receive this question in my mailbox very regularly. And I used to, and I'm talking about like five, six years ago, when I, when I still hadn't developed this whole social productivity sort of concept myself, I would answer having a lot of empathy for the, the situation, you know, of the people sending me these emails, that I would still advise them to try and, you know, make it work and find some time in their morning. I've, I've really come to see things differently. And if you are not able to find time for yourself in the morning, I think that's fine. Maybe you can have a couple of minutes to yourself before you get up. You know, that moment between like actually already being awake, but not completely being ready to get up yet. Maybe those minutes can be your minutes of reflection. Maybe that's when you can set an intention for your day. And then, of course, you know, life is there. So you have to do a number of things. So it's not about having a morning routine. It might be about having an afternoon routine or having a my moment in the day kind of thing. Mm. What I think is the most important, it's not so much when you do it, right? Because I'm also not a fan or an advocate of get up at 5 a.m. and then like, I mean, right? Some people do it. That's really great for them. It's not me. Like I would be really unhappy all day if I had to do that. Um, so I also don't want to push morning routines on people, but I want to push routine on them. Mm-hmm. And routine for me is habits, rituals, and discipline that you can find 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes for each and every day. That's going to be really essential. Not, not mourning or grieving the fact that you don't have all that time in the morning to yourself, because that's just arbitrary. I 100% agree with you, and I have never heard anyone else share this same view. And I'm just, I feel so excited and grateful that we met because I 100% can back this. I am not a morning person at all. I do believe in having routines and rituals. However, a lot of times, sometimes my mornings, quote unquote, may not start until 1030. Or if I do happen to go to bed early the night before because something happened and that just allowed it and I get up early, then they may start at 7 a.m. But I am not part of the 5 a.m. club and I have no desire to be ever. And I will never be ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, not me it. neither. So, yes, we found each other, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marielle, this has been so helpful. I would love to see if you have any final pieces of how women entrepreneurs can make the most of their day. Mm. Uh, well, I, I 
I'd love to. I, I think the most important thing, because I've spoken a lot about discipline and habits and rituals, and, you know, sometimes that can also turn into something that feels um, a little constrictive, like as if, again, you're pressured into, you know, doing this or that or that, and there is no freedom in that anymore. So um, I think I want to end by saying um, it's okay to not do that all of the time, as long as you do it the majority of the time. It's okay to have a little bit of slack for yourself and to sometimes decide not to work on your business, especially if you already have a full-time job and you have other commitments. So compassion and really listening to what you need as a human being, to what your body needs, to what your mind needs, and giving yourself the rest you know, that you deserve. I think is essential to be your most soulfully productive self. So I wanted to add that in there because a lot of people often think discipline is at the opposite of, you know, compassion, rest, and like leisure for yourself. But I think they work together. Um, and it's important to keep both in balance. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now that you have kind of evolved to where you are in life and business, if you could look back and give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? Um, hmm. There's so much I want to tell her. (laughs) How long do I get? Darling, as long as you need. (laughs) Thank you. I think I would write her a very long letter and I would say, look, listen, this, this, this. But anyway, I think there's two things that I would really love for my younger self to have known. The first one is don't try to do it all right now. Like you have plenty of time. It's better to be focused and have a little bit of discipline because I can talk about it now, but it's definitely not always been my life, right? I wasn't, I'm more creative than disciplined to start with. So, so it's, it's, it's an acquired sort of skill. Um, so I would tell her like, slow down a little bit and, you know, focus on a thing and try to really do a good job at this thing and learn how you work the best to achieve the best results. So that would be the first thing. And the second thing would be, don't doubt yourself so much. Do it. Be visible. You know, talk to people about what it is you want to do. Don't be afraid because you can really do this. So I I would love to inspire her to go after her dreams maybe a little bit. And I have done that, right? So so in a way, I've, I've always moved towards my dreams. But I've also had a lot of fears and insecurities as I was moving into this entrepreneur that I am today. And it would have been great if I started with a little bit more um, confidence in myself. Beautiful. And I agree 100% too. I think, you know, I don't talk as much about if I could look back and tell my 10-year younger self anything, but that confidence piece, if you can just own that as early as possible, you will be so much farther. It is such a key element. Very, very key. That confidence piece would have been so great for every aspect of our lives, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. How can our audience find and support you, Maria? You've dropped some dimes, and I know you have more goodness on your social media accounts and on your site, and we just want to love on you. So how can our audience find and support you? Um, So I'm pretty active on Instagram, uh, at Muriel Marie. 
So everybody's welcome to go and check out my profile and um, and comment and you know get into a conversation with me there. I have a free soulful productivity challenge on my website that you can mm. find at murielmarie.com. So maybe that's interesting for any you know aspiring entrepreneur or entrepreneur that's listening today. Um, and please just get in touch with me. What I love the most is when people ask me questions and where I, when I can support people. So don't hesitate if you know anything that I've said or that you know transpired today has inspired you. Or if you want to know more, please get in touch with me. You can do that either through Instagram. I always respond to us DMs or uh, via email at muriel at murielmarie.com. Muriel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much, Safiya. It was such a pleasure to be here. I had so much fun. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S. To learn more about how to live your life by design, grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie.